Blog Talk Radio. George Command, and how is everyone today? Are we having a beautiful day? Is your weekend over? And yeah, last weekend was kind of a short week because of holiday here in the United States, and but today we're back to kind of a, a normal week for most people. So I thought I'd jump into the show. I thought this week, and being guided by my spirit teachers, my the Sarah group, to pick up topics this week. And what came to me was this idea, which you're probably read, and that's what we're going to talk about a little bit. All roads lead to source. Now I use the word source instead of God, but you know. So and and personal messages for you from Sarah. So if you're interested in a session, you have a question for my spirit guides about your life and what's going on, and a little guidance and a little direction, and what you're unfolding in your life, we'll, we'll talk about that. But this week, I thought I would be a little bit on the edge of controversial discussions about various religious beliefs, you know. And I, and I come from a different perspective. And this thing, this one road or all roads or various roads lead to God's source was an interesting topic. I see I have a caller. I'll be with you in a minute. Let me set up the show a little bit. What we're going to talk about. Then I'll take a call, and then we'll have my spirit guys. My spirit guys want to talk about this topic more than I do. So, but <laughs> yes, well, this goes way back. This whole concept for me of of many roads to the source or God goes way back in my life, probably back to 1991, 92, somewhere in that time frame. Yeah, my. My stepson was 16 or 15 at the time, and he's going through rehab for an addiction. Wow, that's pretty young, huh? That's sad. But it happens to young people. It happens to old people. But we're getting off track here. And I have a caller, and I'm going to get to you in a minute, just kind of setting up the concept where all this came from, from my perspective. Well, I was waiting for a meeting, a group meeting to start. It was part of the rehab and all the parents would show up and we were sitting in the car and I had this kind of vision, I guess you would say it. I saw like what would be like heaven or God or something, you know, off in the distance. And I saw all these different roads going there and got the message that all roads lead to the same place. Now, as I will get into some articles on that, a lot of people don't believe that. Okay. So where did that teaching come from? We'll talk about that, where that teaching came from, who actually follows that teaching, and who doesn't. Now, most of you probably are people who call in have a Christian background, and you probably say no. All roads lead to God through Jesus. Okay, but I'm going to let my spirit guides talk about that. I'm not going to comment. I have a couple articles on it, and I'm going to let them talk about this whole concept. Well, let me let me back up a little bit. I'll take a call and then I'll get a little bit more into it. And I want to talk about some of the when I studied hypnotherapy and I did hypno. I was a clinical hypnotherapist. 
And one of the things I did was we between life regressions, taking you back to your past life and, and, and your exiting of a life. And when you're t- returning home to some people call heaven to your spiritual home and what happens, what, what takes place when you go there. And it's an interesting, I've done it with people. I've taken them on the journey and I've read hundreds of accounts of people who have done this process have gone between life progression. And I have read a manual on how to do it. And when, when I worked with people, not knowing what I was going to take them on this journey, they all went to the same place and they all processed the same way. And so that we'll talk about that in relationship to all roads leading to, because it didn't matter their background where they came from, a Christian, not Christian. They all went to the same place, and they all described pretty much the same process. And if you're interested, I'll discuss that process, and I'll get into a little bit of articles, and I'll let my spirit guides talk to you about, Sarah Group talk to you about this whole concept. So that kind of reinforced in me the, the concept that, yeah, doesn't matter what your background is. You're going to go to the same place, and you're going to review your life. Okay. Interesting concept. So we're getting into a little bit of a controversial discussions on basic religious beliefs this week. I don't know what we'll talk about tomorrow, but this is the topic that many roads lead to the same place. Let me take a caller, and then we'll get back into this topic. I think it's a fascinating topic, and it's 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 a prime topic for people who want to follow a spiritual path. Okay. Okay. Caller. Hello. Oh, hello. <clears throat> hello. Uh, yeah. Hello. Yes. Who am I speaking to? Oh, uh, actually, I was just listening, but I can go ahead and come up with a question if I if I need to. <laughs> if you want to, I mean, you don't have to. You don't have to ask any questions. I, <laughs> sure. That's not necessary. If you just want to listen, yeah. I'm not forcing no, you to yeah, ask questions. Um, no, I, I could come up with something on the quick. Um, on the quick. I like that. On the quick. Your first name, though? you have a name? Uh, yeah. Uh, my name is Allison. Allison. Okay, Allison. Yeah. So do you have a question on the quick? I like that. I have, a, an que- interesting... I have a Well, I'm a wordsmith, so words just come out like in my brain like that. That's just how oh, my brain excellent. works. That's excellent. <laughs> Thank you. Um so my question, question on the quick, I just love that. Man, that would be a great name for a column, like if I had an advice column. Or What's some that? Kind of column. A question on the quick, that would be a great, that would, for a yeah. column. Okay, my question is, <coughs> are we, uh, there's, it's, uh, it is, it, there's an interested party in, in, in buying the house that I am renting. Okay, it's not my house. Okay, so I'm you're renting a house, and, and, and the owners of the house are interested in selling the home, and there's somebody who's interested in selling the home. Okay, that is, is that what you're saying? Yes. So you, your your concern is what happens to you? Not at all. Like, not oh, you want to move? My, you want to move? My question. Oh, this has been this has not been this has been in the works for a long time. I completely ready to go. Um. This has been in the works. This is not a surprise. This was not a surprise. This has been on the okay. market for a long time. That's why it's so celebratory. Potentially, is is this buyer going to actually end up 
purchasing the house. Okay, you're that's just, just a, a, so you're asking for a quick psychic answer, and, and I usually just channel my spirit guides, but let me see what they say so I don't have to go into trance to do this because that takes a little bit more time, and you have one simple question. Will it be sold, yes or no, right? To this woman. Okay, will it be sold to this woman? So you're actually saying, will it be sold in the near future to this particular party? Yes or no, right? Yes. Um, Yeah, but the answer is yes, but I get kind of a weird energy around that. I get it's it's an on and off delay kind of thing. So I I wouldn't say it's like immediately, like in the next month or so, it's going to take longer. For some reason, there feels like there's, Still a lot of negotiating to do, okay? Uh-huh. Um, price-wise and otherwise and what needs to be done and blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, it'll eventually be sold to this person, but I don't get it like in the next couple of weeks. No, it's going to take longer. Okay. Well, it always takes longer because you have inspections and you have all kinds yeah, of Yeah, you're probably talking. You know, that's always the case with a house. Anyway. You're probably so talking August before anything you know. really, really transpires, yeah, okay? Right, before, before it, okay. okay. That's, what well, the astro- well, that's what the energy I get on it, so we'll see what happens. We will, thanks. Okay, Thank you. Take, you're welcome. Bye. Bye. So we're back to our topic. <laughs> I know, I, that was kind of a sideline here. Now, what I try to do in this show, and, and I, I love to channel love to channel my spirit guides, the group. Sarah is a group of spiritual teachers, much like the Abraham material or Seth or whoever, you know, been channeling in the past. And, and so they like to give advice or guide people in their lives. It's not always about predictions. It's about what you need to do to make what happens, you know, in your life, kind of the law of attraction thing. You know, it's all very similar. So what we're going to talk about is, all roads lead to, or do they lead to God? Okay, so let me, let me go back to what I was talking about in my process of doing clinical hypnotherapy with people and doing between life regressions. And the process came from some books I read and the gentleman, Dr. Newton. Dr. Newton probably is no longer in the physical form, but he did thousands of between life regressions. Thousands, that's I estimate. I think it's. I don't remember exactly what he said, but it's. It's been. He he kind of fell into it by accident by doing past life regressions with people as part of his therapy, working as a therapist with people, and people starting going back to home. I call it heaven. Call it your spiritual home. So over the years, he developed this process. And, and not that he was necessarily leading people to these different locations, their different process through returning home, but people seem to follow the same pattern. So I read a manual on how to do it, and I did it with people, and people follow the same process. You know, it just, it was amazing to me. I didn't lead them. I didn't tell them. I just said, where are you going to go now? What's, what's the next step? And they would go through the whole process. And that was really fascinating. And I'm going to give you a quick little rundown. I'm going to have my spirit guides talk to you about this because it didn't matter their background of what they were in a past life. It didn't matter what religion they were. They all went through the same process. And they went the process. They returned home. The soul went home to spirit. They were met by family members or a spirit teacher or somebody. They were met. They were given kind of a little bit of, you know, tour (laughs) of welcoming them back home. I'm really cutting this really short. This 
they all went at one point or another, you as your soul went before a group of spiritual teachers, masters, and you discussed your life. You know, some people talk about judgment day, but you know, they, somewhere along the line in people's visioning or getting information and spirituality and what happens after you die, that that whole idea of judgment day became, you know, pretty ingrained in spiritual teachings. But actually what happened from my experience with people is that judgment day wasn't really a judgment. It was more of a discussion. (laughs) It was more of, okay, what would you have done differently in your lifetime? Did you like what you did? Did do you feel like you've accomplished all that you're going to accomplish? Do you what when you go back now? See, we're back to this concept of reincarnation. When you go back, what do you want to work on? Do you think you've completed or learned something or completed a process? Some people would call that karma, right? So you were to return. Where do you want to go? And and the process was okay. I want to do this and do that, and you know, and I and I could have done this differently. I could have done that differently. The whole and then just before you return, and we'll, we'll skip a lot of things that you do in the non-physical world. But before you return, you went to a location in in the spirit world where you would redesign your new life. It was described differently by different people. But it was basically you stand in front of a screen or you stand in front of a computer or you open up a book or you would decide, okay, I want this type of body and I want to choose these kind of people and I want to have this profession and I want to accomplish this and this and this. And I want these people to come and I'm going to make soul agreements with people to come with me, to meet with me when they go, when they go back. You know, you'd meet with a group of spirit, you know, other souls and decide, okay, we're going to be there together. We're going to do this and this and this. I mean, that's cutting it really quick to the point of what happens. And so you return back, your soul returns back and goes into a body that you pretty much chose. There might have been a discussion with your spirit guide or teachers and say, okay, well, maybe that family is not the best one for you. I always kind of wonder why I pick my mother and father. Do everybody think about why did you, you know, people will say, well, it's an accident. You just kind of happen upon these people. And I don't believe that. I believe you picked them. Now, you may disagree with me. That's fine. But I believe you picked him. And I always kind of wonder, why did I pick my mother? And I think it's a challenge. Sometimes we come back when we want to be challenged. We want to be tested. We want to face a reality that we hadn't gone through. Because my mother was very religious in a almost, I don't know, you would call dogmatic way. It's she wasn't the most literate person. She barely got through elementary school and into middle school back in long time ago, right? And so her religious beliefs were almost cult-like, and it was very conservative Christian faith. And so I was raised according to that environment. Why was why did I go there? Why did I why was I raised? Because I got to learn something about myself, and I got to learn what I truly did believe. I was exposed to very conservative beliefs about heaven and hell and this earth, the earth and, you know, sin and all that stuff. But it never resonated with me. It was an intellectual study for me. It wasn't a, it wasn't a, um, in my soul kind of belief system, if that makes sense to you. Um, so I, even when I was deeply in, 
immersed in this belief system and actually going through a ministerial program in it, I really was fascinated with Eastern religion, Buddhism and Hinduism. It was kind of suppressed because, ooh, that's from the devil. Okay. So we jump way forward, and my stepson goes through a rehab program, and there were some other things that awakening that took place in my life around the same time. That was a very significant time frame in my life of of, of getting messages from spirit and getting messages from whomever about changes that I needed to make and things I needed to pursue. So we're back to the topic today, <laughs> all that around. We're back to... So all all roads lead to source or God. So let me let me give you a couple of articles. Then I'm gonna let my spirit guides talk to you about this, and let them discuss it. Now you may or may not agree with it. That's fine, you know. And you may think, well, no, it's only one way through Jesus or one way through Allah, and whoever your belief system is. But just keep an open mind. Just keep an open mind on the topic, especially when my spirit guides talk about it, because they're gonna give you a little different perspective on it. I'm sure. They're going to forbade him talk about what I talked about. So let me let me let me do this. Uh, this is from uh, Sean McDougall, who is let's see, it's a is a speaker, author, and popular high school teacher. In 2008, he received Educator of the Year in California. Sean graduated summa cum laude from Talbert Theological Seminary with a double master's degree in theology and philosophy. So that's who wrote this particular article, and I wanted to go through a little bit. Do all roads lead to God? George Lucas in a magazine interview made a comment that represents what many people think today about world religions. I remember when I was 10 years old, I asked my mother, "Is if there's only one God, why are there so many religions? Have you ever heard that? I've heard that, you know, and that's what was my perspective of how can this just this narrow group of people, this small group of people, not just Christians, but let's say a certain segment of Christianity to be the only ones that are right. How can it be? And we got well back then it was like five billion. Now we got practically or four billion. Now we got practically seven billion people on this planet. Less count, I think. And not all of them are Christian. And there's so many divisions in Christianity, right? You know, you got Catholics, you got Baptists, you got Presbyterians, you got Methodists, you got Mormons, you got Jehovah's Witnesses, you got all these other different groups who have a little different take on Christianity. Okay, so going back, keeping going with the article, Madonna concurs, concurs, I do believe that all paths lead to God. It's a shame that we end up having a religious war because so many of the messages are the same. 60% of young people today would agree that all roads lead to God. So this article basically says the Bible is very clear. There's only one pathway to God, and that's through Jesus. Okay? And there's a couple of scriptures quoted here. I am the way and the truth and the light. No one comes to the Father through, but through me, John 14, 6. And 1 Timothy 2, 5 says, For there is one God, one meteor between God and man, the man Jesus, Christ Jesus. So what do you think? You know, that's where a lot of people were raised, in the belief system, right? Now, in this article, it has a really interesting little table, and I wanted to go through this real quick, and then we'll get into some more discussions about when it comes to fundamental teachers of world faith, they can all be they can all be wrong, but they can't all be right. Consider the difference between Hinduism and Islam. Hindus believe that many gods, whereas Muslims strictly believe in one god. 
Okay, for Hindus, Jesus is one of the many gods, but for the Hindus, he's merely a good prophet. You know, I kind of like that, Jesus being one of the gods. That's cool. Um, my take on that, and we won't get into that right now. In fact, according to Muslim doctrine, any belief in more than one God is to commit a sin of Shrek. <laughs> That's the kind of interesting word they use. And to just destine one's soul to, to hell for eternity. Ooh, that doesn't sound like one fun, does it? The afterlife for Hindus involves a karmic process of paying off debt with the purpose of becoming one with the impersonal Brahma. Hindus, Muslims believe in heaven and hell for upon death according to how they live their earthly lives and relationships to Allah. While there are many surfaces, difference between the two faiths, there is a core disagreements on many fundamentals. They can't both be true. So that's the question. Can a boop, can these different religions be true? Who's right? That's the, that's the contour, cont, controversy. Who's right? Who's wrong? So let's look at these different comparisons. Buddhism, no God. Self-reliance, true way. View of other way. Now, I have friends who are Buddhists, and they celebrate all kinds of festivals on holidays and they don't necessarily say that because you're a Christian or Hindu or Muslim that you're wrong. My Buddhist friends don't say you're wrong, that Buddhism is a philosophy of life. It's to end suffering. So Buddhism is a little different and you can't really say it's in the religious traditions that that people say that religion in Buddhism, you when you pass, you go into the stream of consciousness, and your consciousness is there, and your consciousness will be reincarnated back. Hinduism, thousands of gods, impersonal. That's not necessarily true about the impersonal, but we won't get into all that because I've studied Buddhist or Hindu practices for for years, and I'm aware of the various gods in Hinduism, and they are personal. They help you. And the gods in some cases are just reflections of our own personality and our own needs and our strengths and weaknesses. It's like you could say that the gods in Hinduism are like the angels or spirit guides. You know, they've been deified in a religion, but they're just spirit teachers. Okay, that that reflects certain aspects and they take on, well, like Ganesh is the – the monkey, I mean the elephant god, but it's just a, it's just a reflection. The elephant is nothing more than a reflection of certain qualities that we need, overcoming obstacles, working through things. The elephant is like something that goes through everything, right, through all obstacles. You don't stop an elephant when it's charging. <laughs> you have to have a pretty big gun. So when you think of when you think of Hinduism and the various gods, you think about human qualities that they reflect and certain personality traits and certain things that we could do. And I'm not going to get into too much into Hinduism, but I have said a little bit about it. Actually, I was chanting today in Sanskrit a little bit. Okay, means of salvation, reincarnation. Now, I don't agree with them about the cycle. I believe you keep going. The cycle, there's no reaching of absolute heaven or oneness. You just keep going. You just keep going and you keep working. And it's just about reincarnation. It's just about learning and processing and experiencing different things in different lifetimes and different places. Okay, so view of other religions, all true, all accepting 
that there's a grain of truth in all religion. Judaism, one God, Yahweh, works the way to salvation and just Judaism. I like that. Just Judaism, right? That's the only way. Few of other religions, just Judaism. Islam, one God, Allah, five pillars. And I don't know too much about the five pillars. Um, and just Islam. That's the only way. So you got one billion people in Islam. and Okay, Christianity, one God, three persons, you know, the Trinity, the Holy Trinity, Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, or Holy Spirit. Okay, three is one. And I'm not going to disagree with that. I'm not going to say that. I'll try to get in it, editorializing on that one. And through grace, salvation, grace. You, in, you, know, you, can, you can be saved at the very last minute through grace. You know, you can really be a lousy person most of your life, and all of a sudden you can accept Jesus in your heart close to the time of your passing, and you can be saved by grace. I mean, that's a simplistic look at it. There's more complex than that. And then their attitude is just Christianity. So you got one billion Islam, one billion Christians, and millions of Jews, and Buddhists, billion Buddhists, or roughly thereabout, or I don't know how many are there out there. That don't really believe <laughs> there is any particular form of salvation necessary because you can all go back into the stream of consciousness and come back in a different life. And a lot of Buddhists teach there's variations on Buddhism, and some believe that you're going to come back in some other form you know, other than human. And I have a tendency to believe that you're all going to come back as humans, that you're working your way up in the human process. And I've read some non non religious material that are basically describe that also. So are there many roads to God? That's the question, right? Let me get into another article and I'm checking back with you guys and see if you want to talk to me about something. Um, let's, where did this road come from? And I think it's really one road and I think it's a really nice explanation of it. it, it it's a story. And you probably have seen the story or read the story before, but it's a beautiful story. Four blind men touch an elephant. Each one feels a different part, but only one part, just of the legs or the trunk, truck, truck, trust, tusk, or the, the, the trunk, the legs, the body. And so they're asked to describe what God is, right? You then think that what each, then they think what they feel is the elephant and disagree with, is, disagree with each other. In reality, each one of the experiences was true, but they're not aware of the other parts of the elephant. Thus, each thinks that his own experience is a true and reflects other experiences. Now, I didn't get into all the description. I remember the tail. Some would say the blind man would grab the tail and think, well, the elephant's a rope. Some would grab the, the side of the elephant and say the elephant is a wall. You know, you put your hands up against the side of the elephant. Tusks, well, and some people would grab the trunk and think, oh, it's a snake. And the legs, well, it's it's a tree. So each one had a different interpretation. Now, how does that go with the many roads to God? Well, many people would look at an aspect of the divine nature and assume that that's the only road. That's their interpretation of the path to God. Okay. So what do I'm, – I'm on to this Hindu thing today a little bit, and I'm going to apologize if you kind of bores you a little bit. Um, but let's just look at Hinduism for a minute, and then we'll let my spirit guides talk to you about this topic. So basic key beliefs – and I'm trying to say that you should 
believe what anybody else believes. You, you you know, what's in your belief system is in your heart. And, you know, a lot of it has to do how you grow, grew up, your historical background, your geological back, regional background, you know, what country you came from, your family history. And a lot of people stay with certain religions because they're familiar with them and their communities in it and their religion is it, a family is in it. Okay, so and so we need to look at. So here's the key things about Hindus, and you know, if you want to talk about Christians or Islam, we can do that too. But Hindus pursue knowledge and understanding of the truth, the very essence of the universe, and only reality. According to the Veda, truth is one, but the wise express it in many ways. One truth, but many different ways of looking at truth. Like kind of like the elephant, right? Many ways of looking at the elephant. Now, Brahma is truth and reality. Hindus believe in Brahma as the one true God who is formless, limitless, all-inclusive, and eternal. Brahma is not only an abstract concept, it is a real reality, a real entity that encompasses everything seen and unseen in the universe. Now, that's probably closer to my belief system, but I won't get into that too much, but that God is everywhere. That the idea of source God is everywhere, in everything and around everything, and that we are just an aspect of it. Everything is an aspect of the creator. Everything. Everything physical and non-physical is just all-inclusive. So where is God? Well, it's right here inside you. You are part of God. The God is not distant from you. God is not a separate entity. You are part of. That's... I know that's hard for some people to conceive of, but you are part of God. You're just you're you're an extension. I would like to think of it as you're an extension of the divine here upon the earth, so that so that the source energy God can grow and learn and experience through you. Some people call it, you're the finger of God, right? Sort of thing. Vedas are the ultimate authority. The Vedas are Hindu scriptures that contain revelations received by ancient saints saints and sages. Hindus believe that the Vedas are without beginning and without end, and that everything else in the universe is destroyed at the end of a cycle of time, and the Vedas remain. You know, it's not something I necessarily agree with, but, you know, this is a different perspective. Everyone strives to achieve Dharma. Understanding the concept of Dharma helps you to understand the Hindu faith. Unfortunately, no single word adequately covers this meaning. Dharma can be described as right conduct, righteousness, moral law, and duty. Everyone makes Dharma central to one's life, strives to do the right. I guess you would say that that's the best way of describing it. Your dharma is to do the right thing in all things, according to one's duty and abilities at all times. So are you doing the right thing? And I guess another way of describing doing the right thing, are you expressing love? Are you showing loving kindness? Are you generous with your soul and spirit? Are you appreciative of things around you? Are you appreciative of others? Are you genuinely interested in other people? Is your purpose and role in life to be of service? Dharma would say that you're in service. You're in service to humanity and whatever you do. Whatever your chosen profession, gifts, and skills, you're in service to humanity. What do you think about that? Do you agree or disagree? Individual souls are immortal. A Hindu believes that the individual soul, Atman, is neither created nor destroyed. It has been, it is, and it will be. 
actions of the soul or residing in a body require that they reap the consequences. Yeah, the you know karma caused law and effect, right? Those actions in the next life. The same soul in a different body. And I agree with the same soul in a different body. Um, and as I was discussing earlier in my working with people in between lives and what I've read about it in other people's accounts of the same thing, it's interesting that it's not necessarily a judgment. It's just a, could I have done it differently? Would I have done it differently? Maybe I want to do it differently next time. Maybe I want to be nicer to this particular soul next time around, right? So that's kind of how I take it, and it's very similar to that. The process of movement of Atma from one body to another is known as transmigration. The kind of body the soul inhabits next is determined by karma. See, I don't necessarily with that. Okay? So, we'll, we'll, we'll stop there. We won't get any more into this article. And I thought it was really fascinating how that different religions take a look at, you know, the Christians believe... Yeah, you know, certain Christians. I'm, you know, I was raised in this religious belief that you, there was a possible resurrection back to the earth, that many would go to heaven. That when you died, you were you were embraced in your spiritual home. And most Christians believe that, and some believe that if you've been really a lousy person, you get to go to hell. I don't believe in hell. Okay. Okay. We we've discussed this quite a bit. How much time do I have left? 11 minutes. Oh, I'm going to let my spirit guides talk to you a little bit about this topic. I only got 11 minutes left on the show. I've been chatting way too much for them. Okay, so I'm going to go away. Let them talk to you for a few minutes about this topic. Well, from our perspective, from a non-physical spirit perspective, it's all okay. It's fine. Choose what you want to believe. Is what you believe love-based is it based on love is it based on caring for other people is it based on doing good is it based on living your passion your purpose in life what is your life about so whatever religion you attach yourself to it doesn't it from your perspective from a human perspective it does matter because it's important because of, as George said, it, it, perhaps the community you live in, your family, many people just don't want to make waves. Maybe in your heart you believe that this teaching of that every soul goes to the non-physical home and then comes back again. Maybe there's something inside you that says, yeah, that's true, but that's not how I was raised. But it's okay. We would say to you, that's fine. What you want to believe helps you to manage your life and get you through the day-to-day process and learn to feel good as you go through your life. So there's no judgment. There's no judgment from the non-physical world when you go and return to the non-physical world and your soul returns. There's no judgment because you chose a certain faith or this certain faith. Yeah, you you could almost say that we are saying that all roads lead to the same place. Yes, but how you get there depends on a lot of factors. You know, it was brought out that it depends on your family, it depends on your community, it depends on your nationality, it depends on a lot of different factors. And some people do at certain ages strike out on their own and discover different faith systems which they resonate with them. 
Now, a lot of that comes from past lives because you may have dom been dominantly in one. Your dominant religion in a past lives may have been one that's not the same as the one now, but you chose the one now because it looks you get to look at it a little different perspective. You get to be living a life from a different perspective than where you were in other past lives. So what are we saying to you? In so many words, what we're trying to say to you is do something that's really, really comfortable for you in a spiritual practice, something that feels right for you because it works in your life and it gives you the guidance and the direction that you need to live your life and to prosper and to feel good as you go through your life. If your religion doesn't feel good, if you feel that you're being condemned, if you feel like there's such an authoritarian practice in your religion, then maybe you want to look at something else that gives you comfort, gives you a feeling of liberation from dogma. Okay, so that's your choice. But on the other hand, what we would say to you is accepting others because of their religious beliefs that are different than yours. When you become closed off and you say this is the only way to God, that do you know that for certain? We would say to you, do you know that for certain? You've read it in a book, you've read it in the Bible, or you've read it in the Quran, or you've read it in other publications. This is the only way. But in your heart, do you really know that for truth? So hold off judgment. Hold off saying, yeah, this is the only way. That works for me, but I'm not gonna. I'm gonna hold off on judgment because I really won't know till I go, till I leave this lifetime. Then I'll know for certain. And my belief system says if I live a good life, I will be returned to the divine and to God and to Source, and that will be wonderful. You know, I will be at the right hand of Jesus in some cases. Okay, that's fine, and that's all potentially the way you're going to go. But don't judge other people because their outlook on their future in the non-physical world is different than yours. And just say, okay, we'll find out, won't we? <laughs> we'll see. It's not who's right or wrong, but we'll see. And if you were to pass at the same time with somebody who a different faith system, you would end up in the same place, believe it or not. And you would go through the same process of reintroducing yourself into the non-physical world. And there would be teachers that would help you to recognize what actually did play, take place. It's a shock for many. But your soul knows. Your essence, who you are, the greater part of yourself knows the truth. So accept that. Accept that. Live a good life. Help others. Pursue your passions in life. Pursue what you love to do. Pursue what your gifts and talents are. Pursue being kind to other people, being generous with other people, forgiving, practicing forgiveness, practicing appreciation. And it really won't matter, will it? It won't matter because you've left a good life. If you want to believe that that accepting Jesus as your personal to get you there, great. But if you don't do these other things, you may have to look back at your life and go, ooh, I could have done it differently. Hmm, I could have been a little more kind. I could have been a little bit more generous. 
I could have been more appreciative of others. I could have shown more loving kindness to other people. I could have used my gifts and talents a little bit more. I got stuck in a rut. And then you'll decide, okay, I'm going to emphasize this other thing when I come back. You will come back. We'll say that to you. You will come back. And you get to do it from a little different perspective. A million lifetimes in each lifetime. If you lived a million lifetimes, and you will, each lifetime has a little different take on it, a little different place. You know, you, you see society evolving, right? Living in the 1600s is much different than living in the 21st century. Don't you agree? So if you choose to come live in the 21st century and a new lifetime or the 22nd century, life will be different. Your experiences will be different. You know, if you were living in the 1600s, you couldn't imagine cell phones. You couldn't imagine computers. You couldn't imagine the different occupations that are available to you that are available in the 21st century. So even though you might think, well, I only need one life. But no, you, you need so many different lives to experience so many different things. How many different countries are on this planet that you live on? How many different societies are there? How many different religions are there? How many different languages are there? How many different customs are there? And how these customs and practices and religions and lifestyles evolve over the centuries. So with each reincarnation, you get new experiences. It's a different it's a different ball game every time around. Because it's a different location, it's a different body, it's a different sexual practice, it's a different religion, it's a different you're never gonna repeat it twice, which you do. Because society has changed. Every time you come back, society has shifted. The challenges are different, the opportunities are different. The opportunities around the time of the Romans is much different than the opportunities now in the twenty first century for you. So think of, it's not going to be boring. Coming back many times is not boring because each lifetime is a new experience in a new society, in a new set of challenges, and a new set of opportunities for each individual. So think about that. So it's not boring. You don't know what it's going to be like in the 23rd century, the 24th century. You don't know what it's going to be like on a different planet if you decide to go there, right? You don't know if it's going to be how it's going to be different, but it will be different, and it will be challenging, and it will be fun, and it will be different, and the environment will be different, and people will have different occupations and different ways of living, and you'll get to experience new things. So that's our basic point here: is that reincarnating many times is not boring. Absolutely not. It's just the opposite. It's exciting. It's challenging. You get to do things and experience different people and experience different situations and have different lovers and different friends. And and you never repeat yourself. In the thousands of lifetimes, you never repeat yourself. So think about that, how fun that is. It's something to look forward to. I know you're going, no, no, I'm, joy- I'm, in, I'm in the one I'm net now, and that's good enough. Well, it will be for a time being. But when you choose to come back again, you get a whole different set of circumstances and a whole different kind of society to live in a different location and a whole new set of experiences. It's, it's enjoyment. It's fun. It's, and it's an adventure. So think of it in terms of an adventure, that each lifetime is an adventure to experience new things. You never repeat yourself. That's our main point. You never repeat yourself. 
So thank you for listening. It's been fun talking for a few minutes about this. And if you have any questions for us, please contact George. And we would love to channel for you and share some information on this topic or anything. I think, as George stated, we're going to choose different topics this week that are more thought-provoking from a religious and a spiritual perspective. So thank you for listening. Have a beautiful day. You are blessed, you are loved, and you are cared for. Thank you for listening. Bye. Okay. Let me give me a second to get back into my my re, the human reality, back to the human reality. That was fun. Ah, they were fun to talk to and let them talk to you. I think what I'm going to take out of that is that each lifetime is a different experience. It's a different opportunity. It's a different place. Societies have changed. I think that's a really valid point. Think about that for a while. Contemplate that idea. So I don't know what we'll talk about tomorrow. But if you want my spirit guides to talk to you directly, much like they were just doing through me, contact me through my email address and my phone number. And generally, the sessions are not less than 10 minutes. Uh, 10 minutes is about the minimum lesson or diff, diff, minimum ses- session for them to assist you. So, assist you. So, I love you guys. Be well, and we will talk soon. Okay. Thank you. Bye now.